Warning, the following podcast contains strong language which some listeners may find offensive. Hello, yes, Dan Arden here. Dan Arden has been summoned. Please, via the internet, to tell you to please listen to Untitled Wrestling Podcast. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Untitled Wrestling Podcast, an hour review of Smack Diddly Down. I'm Troy, joined as always by Jay and Aaron. How the fuck are you? All good, mate. I feel like I'm not seeing Aaron for ages. I know. Did you miss me? <laughs> Mr. Part-Timer over here. Did you think you are, Brock Lesnar? Untitled, re- Untitled Wrestling Podcast. Who's your daddy? Ah, <laughs> uh, joyous. As always, before we do SmackDown, we go to our resident stat man, Aaron, for this week's tidbits and trinkets. What have you got for us, Sonny Jim? Right, I've got the fifth and sixth, obviously, since after Royal Rumble, it's been a bit bleak this week. If you look on my Twitter, it's some absolute dribble coming out it this week. Pull out the date. It'd help if you got the date right on some of them, wouldn't it? Well, well. Yeah, you didn't even know it was fucking February on one of them. It's the right day, I just read January by accident. Come on, mate, play the game. Right. Fifth and six on the fifth in nineteen eighty five, Pentagon Junior is born. I don't know why I said that funny. Pentagon Junior. Pentagon Junior <laughs> <laughs> is born. Happy birthday to you. Um, you better sing that another two times, Troy. In nineteen eighty six, a year later, Madison Rain is born. Happy birthday to you. In nineteen eighty one. Uh, Mace slash Dio Madden is born. Happy birthday! <laughs> oh, friend of the podcast, Mace. Yes, big lad Mace. Man like Mace. Uh, we'll get on to actual things now. Uh, in 1988, on the 5th, WWF presented the main event where 33 million people tuned in for the WrestleMania 3 rematch between Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant for the WWE 33. title. 33 33 million. Fuck me dead. Yeah, might, might end up talking about that in a bit, might we? Mate? I know. Did, 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 you, did you not listen to SmackDown, mate? It's like I mean, you're meant I, to review the I, show I, or something. I, I skipped through that little bit. <laughs> they, me- they mentioned it um, almost as much as they mentioned Geico Ween on Halloween. <laughs> oh, don't even. <laughs> don't you dare put that evil back on me. <laughs> um, but... Due to Ted DiBiase shenanigans, uh, Dave Hebner was replaced by twin Earl Hebner, who was paid off to call a free count even though Hogan's shoulders were up. Andre would hold the title for a total of 108 seconds before handing it over to Ted DiBiase. Back in the 80s, when they could get away with doing a storyline where Ted DiBiase legit paid a man to (laughs) get get, get facial reconstructive surgery to look like a, a referee. (laughs) <laughs> in kayfabe El Hebner is not uh, Dave Hebner's real twin brother but in fact a man that got facial reconstructive surgery to look like Dave Hebner <laughs> and then um, sold t-shirts with his no money no t-shirt seller El Hebner <laughs> bought a load of t-shirts to sell with his money um, before before this match is finished Hogan had held the Title for uh, 1,474 days. 
Jesus Christ. What, like four, four and a half years or something? Just over four years. Wow. <laughs> Good grief. Um, we're going all the way to 2002. We're on SmackDown. Maven scores another upset, beating The Undertaker for the hardcore title. Right. Default, man. What, Default. what, what date was that? Sorry, Arn. The 5th of February. February, yeah. February. February. <laughs> no. I really just, 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 just need to clear it up. <laughs> need to clear that up. Just to be sure, mate. Just to be sure. Just check Um. It. And finally, for the fifth in 2007, on Raw in the main event, Shawn Michaels beat Edge and Randy Orton to earn a WWE title match versus John Cena at WrestleMania 23. Nice. Who won that? Uh, what happened? I don't care. Go watch it. They've put it on YouTube. Oh, all right. All right. <laughs> John, John Cena versus Shawn Michaels. Oh, that match? Or the triple threat? What were you interested in? Well, who won the triple threat? Then what happened? Shawn the Michaels, I just said, and I don't know. I assume I switch your music for some way. Probably. <laughs> Probably, yeah. That'd be about right. And then, um, lol, Cena wins at WrestleMania. Lol. <laughs> to be oh, fair, gosh. that's that's one of Cena's best matches, the, twi- the Mania 23 one, so... Yeah. The, the, um, the one they had in London, like... Three weeks later was better, though, wasn't it? Yeah. Where they just went an hour. Fucking hell, really? It wasn't... Just, not they even went, for the table, just hour bragging rights. Right. Definitely didn't trash the hotel room and get sent home from the tour. <laughs> no, definitely not. That didn't happen. Like, that didn't happen. They, did, they, just, they just ran out of time around the Orton Edge match. <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll go to the sixth now. In 1963, Alundra Blaze is born. Happy birthday to you. <laughs> In 1980, Connor from the Ascension is born. Happy birthday. <laughs> Riveting birthdays there. <laughs> <laughs> Push um, the Ascension. Push the Ascension. Um, what are they doing now? They were awesome in NXT. I really, in NXT, really like um, <laughs> They're not doing... Well, they're doing the Indies now, aren't they? Are they? Yeah. Um, I can't remember what the name is for the life of me. It's not the Ascension. The Descension. I want to say it's like the Rising or the Uprising or something like that. Same thing. It's similar, <laughs> similar to the Ascension. Yeah. Copyright, mate. Give me a um, In 1986, at New Japan's New Year Dash, in the main event, Koshinaka beat the Cobra in the tournament final to become the first ever IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion. Nice. Just uh, throw that one in there for a year. Uh, I thought that belt had been around a hell of a lot longer. To be fair, it's. No. I mean, it's still a good amount of time, but yeah. Well, New Japan have only been around for thirty-five years. Really? Ish. No, no, it's longer now. Hold on. No, nineteen seventy-two. I don't know why I thought thirty-five. Um, <laughs> a bit longer. Um, more like forty-five. Um, yeah. Either way, I knew they'd not been around that long. So a lot of the belts haven't been around that long, is what I mean. That's the right. point I was trying to be honest. In, <laughs> in 1995, at a house show in Memphis, Tennessee, Jerry the King Waller beat Sid Vicious to become the USWA Unified World Champion for the 20th time. Fucking hell, Lawler. <laughs> <laughs> 
just just fuck off <laughs> all the way off. <laughs> that was that was when he was at like one of his most problematic, wasn't it? I mean, when is he not problematic? <laughs> I mean, come on. He was, he was at the Royal Rumble being a he bit iffy. <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. Puppies, but to, shut your mouth, lad. Go to a Royal Rumble Tory Wilson, review Tory Wilson, and you'll Tory hear Wilson. it. <laughs> Tory Wilson, Tory Wilson. <laughs> King desperately trying not to say puppies. <laughs> um, in 2016, saving the best or last boys, you ready for this? Go on. Sh- Shikara holds the Young Lions Cup. Where's right? Big Tasty? <laughs> <laughs> this is where, up his alley. Where Estonian Frog beat Mike Werner, Rock Lobster, Willow Nightingale, Nutrius X, and Wani to win the cup. What the fuck? Are you sure this isn't Cottage you Big Battle? <laughs> whoa, whoa. Other participants in the tournament included Hermit Crab, Ken Broadway, and the, the proletarial Boar of Moldova. Fuck me. Straight out of the sh- <laughs> um, wrestling names. <laughs> the, what, what's, so what's crazy about Chikara, uh, I did some research for it uh, when me and you did Tibbetts Troy. Yeah. Um, they used to have a faction called the Colony, and basically they they all wore masks, all different kinds of ants. So they had fire ants, soldier ant, worker ants. Right. All of those guys are doing really well for themselves in wrestling now. Really. Um, I know one's well, orange fire ant. One orange. one's orange Cassidy. Yeah. Huh. Another's all sack Drew Gulak. <laughs> uh, and another is hot sauce Tracy Williams from Ring of Honor. Oh no way. Yeah. Better play. Uh, also, Chuck Taylor had a gimmick in Kara where he was called Captain Azerbaijan, and he wore a mask. Azerbaijan. I mean, when you've got he, the fucking proletarial boar of Moldova, I'm pretty sure they tied <laughs> together. Um, yeah, and he literally wore a mask, um, which was the flag of Azerbaijan. Fuck, <laughs> Straight out of a Borat movie. Shakara's <laughs> fucking mental, but in a good way. Like some of the gimmicks are just insane, and then you had Cesaro just being the champ, uppercutting people. Nice, awesome stuff. Is that all of your stuff? That's all my tidbits. Oh, mate, that was Ooh. slick. Slick. In there. That's nice, nice and quick, wasn't it? That's mate. That's because he's, he's putting them all it, on Twitter now, isn't he? It, it's a, it's I mean, a, you still get them, the ones that are on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Yeah, just with the right date this time. With the right date. <laughs> It, it, it's as if it's as if I was making a joke about uh, how quick we did it when we did it. You've got a bit upset about it, mate. <laughs> I mean, no, it's only that quick. So there's no happening. Oh, does that really. mean normal service will resume next week and we we'll be back to the usual twenty? Well, it depends. It depends how much the history there is on those I mean, days. He didn't, it's not to me. He, he didn't even join us for NXT. He didn't even do any for AW to make a full lap of them on NXT. Fuck's sake. It's just not good enough, mate. Losing his touch. To be fair, there was fuck all for that <laughs> two days as well. So. <laughs> That's true. There wasn't really much. Um, for those, man. Appreciate it. There was a fair bit on SmackDown, though. Should we have a little chat about it? Oh, let's do it. So, um, show opens with Roman and Cole heading to the ring. We see Jey Uso's back. Um, Roman the- says... Oh, God, but, but before he starts talking, uh, Michael Cole, as he comes out, 
the ever confident, the ever aloof is here. Aloof. Does anyone does anyone know what an aloof is? Have you looked it up? Well, I did ask Alexa, but she just kept telling me what an olive was. <laughs> so Sorry, wait, what? <laughs> what an olive was? What an olive was? That's random as fuck. Um, basically, it's just yeah, unf- it unfriendly manner or distant, basically. Yeah. Distant and reserved. Yeah. Not warm or friendly. A bit like Roman then. Known prick. I just I just got not like taught. Roman. Okay, you talk about the head of the table that way. I, I, I just got an education in olive trees. <laughs> not the weirdest thing you've Googled on the in aid of the podcast. No, he Googles Jerry Lawler lines. So one one of our one of our earliest AEW podcasts he he googled the feeding uh, habits of piranhas. <laughs> it was literally a throwaway no, line, was, and then he spent Jay, twenty minutes googling Jay, it. It was if, different time, mate. Different time. It was do piranhas eat other piranhas, and then it just escalated from there. <laughs> he went down a rabbit hole on the podcast. It's the quietest I've seen him on a podcast for a long time. Um, oh. So anyway, Roman says that the future uh, leads to Edge. Um, he wants to put Kevin Owens behind him. He says uh, Edge's, Edge won the Rumble, and that means he's going to be in the main event of, Mania, of WrestleMania, and he is the main event. So Roman that, says Edge. No lies so, detected. No lies detective, because oh, it's yeah. main event, Jay Uso. <laughs> not Roman Reigns. Are you, are you Roman Reigns? Not, not at Mania. Are you calling Roman Reigns a liar? <laughs> if you're calling Roman Reigns a liar, you're disrespecting his family. And if you're disrespecting oh. his family, and if you're disrespecting his family, he's going to have to make you understand. Don't do it, Aaron. Not worth it, mate. Seeing how that ends, through Kev- he hit Kevin off Owens with a fucking golf cart the other day, mate. It's not good. Um, so uh, Roman, I love the fact that he's shown a picture of that as well. Just remembered, and oh, like, yeah. like Roman was just going for a brisk drive, and he just hit some homeless person. Look, he did a speed bump. <laughs> A Kevin Owens-shaped speed bump. I mean, that's what rich people call homeless people, so it's all good, isn't it? Um, <laughs> oh. um, so, Roman says, um, Ed, <laughs> usually Aaron who does this one time. Oh, sorry, that's very unprofessional, as you were. <laughs> it, it's as if it's as if you just remembered one of my lines from the news before that got you giggling. <laughs> <laughs> which I'll tell Aaron after the podcast so he doesn't laugh through the rest of it <laughs> Roman says that Ed should grovel at his feet and beg to be on the island of relevancy um, and he, he's angry that he, that Ed would make him wait and that he didn't come out first to address him um, he asks Heyman to ask Ed to make his entrance uh, Heyman talks to a stage and then looks really worried and then he he, um, he says to Roman Edge hasn't arrived at the building yet Roman's seething he wants to know why Edge would play games with him. Um, I like Twain. Fucking... He screams it. He's yeah. Just it's the first time properly, like, in a promo, you see Roman, like, lose his, like, yeah. lose the cool. And it's start, like, raising his voice. Yeah. I think it's really good because he's usually kind of, like, sinister, but kind of calm and collective. And it's he's usually, crazy. like, brooding, isn't he? Yeah, like, heavily weighted words, whereas this is the first time he's just really... Absolutely erupted. It's good. Yeah, it's it's like he's still angry about all the Kevin Owens stuff. Yeah. Um, I, I liked when Paul Heyman was like, 
Can I get music and pyro for Edge, please? Edge is pyro now. Edge is pyro now, please. It's a little off the stage. Jam was like, it's not a Heyman's face just dropped. It was like, oh, oh shit, oh god, oh god. Um, <laughs> so yeah, uh, Roman says KO was the last man to play games with him, and he's gone now. Um, and then he says he wants Edge's decision by the end of the night. We then get uh, Dominic Mysterio entering. Uh, King Corbin jumps him and his dad, Rey Mysterio, looks like a substitute teacher <laughs> off the stage. Um, right. Like um, I, I assume we're talking about Corbin actually coming out now, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. right. I've got an issue with this because he attacks Dom, right? The music stops, but Ray's still going on the other side, like doing his wee, no paying attention, like, oh, the music stopped. What's I mean, the mask's covering his ears, maybe the near. Hey, he the lost mu- an eye, not an ear. The music's still echoing on the inside of his ma- mask. <laughs> maybe he had like uh, AirPods in his mask playing the music <laughs> for him. <laughs> so he could get his time just right. Um <laughs> Got picture, just pitching our Rey Mysterio walking around listening to his own music, <laughs> doing his entrance backstage, ready for any opportunity. <laughs> um, so, the match itself, um, it was a marked improvement from like the previous weeks, which was just shite. Yeah. Um, so Corbin beats down Dom for the start of the match, um, and the medics keep it keeps going back to the medics checking on Rey. Um, <laughs> See when the medics are checking Ray, do you not just like have the fucking old don't try this at home video where Ray goes, I I had surgery five times in my left knee. <laughs> no, because the only the only thing I hear is remember when Ray came back from like his like eighth knee injury and Chavo Guerrero did that promo where he dressed up as Ray and he tried to do a six one nine and fell the ring. <laughs> oh no, my knee, my knee. <laughs> That's all I picture now. It's just Chavo doing that. Um, so uh, Dominic eliminates Corbin from the Rumble again, as they say on commentary. And then he dives on Corbin as uh, Ray kind of like hobbles to the ringside area. Um, back from the break, Dominic hits a nice swing and neck breaker, and then Corbin hits a deep six in response. Um, there's uh, a. There's a vertical suplex that Corbin tries to go for on Dom, where Corey Graves goes, well placed knees to the crown of Corbin. Does <laughs> <laughs> the crown to stop your head, mate? Cracking that That's cracking commentary. Big ne- brain ne- Commentary <laughs> by uh, Corey Graves there. <laughs> what you can do when you're not fucking drooling over Carmel, isn't it? <laughs> Simpy boy. <laughs> <laughs> He's just a simpy boy. Simpy boy. boy. <laughs> there we go. We've got Aaron laughing. Um, We've popped him. <laughs> popping the boys. Um. Anyway, so Dominic dives on Corbin on the on the outside. Uh, Ray crawls under the ring and grabs Corbin's leg as he's getting back in the ring. Heel uh, turn Dominic. confirmed. Uh, lying, so- cheating, stealing, mate. Like just like a uh, Dominic's real dad, Eddie. Um, <laughs> Dominic hits a 619 and his father's moved the frog splash to win. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> like you said, what are you going to say, Aaron? Vast improvement on previous. No, weeks. I was just going to say, like, um, 
I can't even remember what I was going to say. Something about a uh, fucking... Aye, so Dom doesn't even, like, win. He doesn't mind how he wins, really. As I think at this wins. point, he's been whooped I mean, so much. No matter, wins a win. His dad lied, cheating stalemate, so, you know. There's that. Wouldn't kind of say yourself with it too much. <laughs> Aye, okay. Don't worry. Don't worry too much about that, mate. Um, so then we got a backstage uh, promo of Biggie. Um, he says all his life he's had to fight, and that's what he signed up for with the Intercontinental title. And if they ain't ready... Um, <laughs> And then we get another. There's a lot of rematches on the show, but it what it wasn't like. It wasn't stuff I think that I was like I didn't want to see. Like even Dominic Corbin, it didn't like overstay its welcome. It was a really good. It yeah. was as as we've said already. It was a vast improvement from the previous match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so next we get Daniel Bryan versus Cesaro. Went oh oh oh. This was short and sweet, wasn't it? It was. Um, so the match itself, Brian's Brian's a lot more aggressive in this match than he has been in previous weeks. Yeah, um, he's really focused and just fucking because he fucked okay. it at the Royal Rumble. That's why. Yeah, he um... absolutely fucked it. Let's just see it how it is. <laughs> um, he he kick he uh, a lot of kicks to Cesaro and he works the arm, um, he, which plays into a lot of the match itself. As well. Um, well, that's that's where Michael Cole goes. Brian going for the arm like he did a few weeks back, mate. If my finisher was very heavily arm based, I'd be going for the arm too. <laughs> going for the arm every fucking week, man. <laughs> we going for Don't the arm play the game. on the entrance ramp. <laughs> yeah. Going all Kashida is vicious. Um, so yeah, he, he reverses a pop up of cut and. Uh, Backside Cesaro. He kicks Cesaro in the side of the head at one point, and Cesaro starts bleeding from his head. Yeah, man. nasty. nasty. Um, Cesaro fights out of the yes lock. Um, Brian kicks Cesaro even more, and he does like the Danielson stumps. Yeah. Where he like holds the arms and like stumps on his head. Um, I, I, as well, one thing I will say is that Cesaro looked more like the baby face in this match, I thought, than the heel. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Um, more on that later. More on that later. Uh, Cesaro reverses a running knee into a really nice segment, uh, an Argentine backbreaker, this followed by horrible, uh, a high-angle backbreaker, yeah. uh, a big swing, and then a sharpshooter, and Brian tapped out, which really surprised Damn. me. Yeah, uh, right. you've, all, you've also missed uh, during the match, Nakamura was watching backstage. Oh, yeah. Keeping on your toes there, Aaron. Yeah. Just, just help, help, help you. <laughs> no, no, I'm done. So, so you can input it? Oh, That's okay, okay. Thanks, thought you, I thought you would have said it. That's why I didn't write it down. Um, come on, mate. Play the game. Um, after the match, Cesaro shows respect to Brian, and Brian looks like kind of troubled. I get the feeling. Maybe a Brian heel turn coming. Ooh, last, last time he tapped out, clean as a whistle, was when he turned on AJ and become the yeah. planet champion. Well, spoilers, if you didn't know with the like three segments that they done during the night, Seth Rollins is coming back next week. Is he? Oh. <laughs> he didn't mention that at all. <laughs> no, they didn't mention that at all. I must have, like, I must have missed that. I had no idea. Was he at the so, Rumble? <laughs> oh, yeah, he's at the Rumble. Um, you, so, you, I th- you I think they... sh- you jump in the shark a bit there, Aaron. Something no, no. Before this. no, no, it's just because... Um, 
I feel like we're just going to get Seth and Brian, to be honest. Brian stays Okay. That's all I think it's going to be. Seth's the heel in that, isn't he? Yeah, I'm saying Brian's just going to be a face. A vicious one, but a face nonetheless. Focused face. Okay. A focused face, yeah. I think he's going to be a bit like uh, Kushida's been in NXT recently and just a vicious baby face. Okay. Yeah. I wouldn't hate that. Um, we then get a Bianca Belair um, interview backstage. Talks about her family. They show showing an Instagram video of her family reacting. <laughs> that was incredible. Dad absolutely stacking it off the back. Standing of the on the table and then like dancing on the couch and falling backwards. <laughs> and, and Dad, if you haven't seen um, the uh, the Chronicle documentary, her parents are so cool. Like nice. they're they're very very cool, and that Dad especially seems really. Just a laugh. Uh, I'll go grab a beer with her dad. Um, <laughs> speaking of people who are an, who are an absolute laugh, uh, we then get Ruby Riot versus Bailey, which this this was a good match, like this for good. what it was. Yeah, I enjoyed this. It was only I, like a couple of minutes. Really good. Yeah, I've just got one issue with it, really. But go what's that, mate? Just at the start of the match, fucking Riot goes for a Riot kick, and it's just used as like a normal Like it's move. nothing. Yeah, well, I thought like that. it's nothing. Like, That's your finisher. Yeah, you bust it out within the opening minute. But or so of the match. It's a, it's a, it doesn't bother me that she went for it at the start of the match. It's the bother of commentary didn't play it up or didn't say all, it was a right kick. Or they were more focused on the fact that Billy Kay was there, or at least Corey was anyway. Yeah, as he makes, aren't they now? Like they just sort of just oh, I mean, lost over it. I, I'd be busy, mate, if I was with Billy Kate if I was working there. She seems like good. She, egg. she was hilarious in this. She was yeah. brilliant. So in it. Funny. It, it was the fact as well that like, Corey was staring the pot for the whole match. Um, <laughs> so like uh, at one point, uh, uh, Corey, Billy, no Bailey, got there in the end. Um, Laundart's Ruby, and then goes after oh. her shoulder. Yeah. Um, and then Corey on commentary saying, "Oh, why don't you align yourself with Bailey?" And she's like, "Oh, I, I want to be in the right squad, Corey." And he's like, "Yeah, but Bailey's a winner." And she, goes, "Oh, she is a winner." That's <laughs> <laughs> a little thing about it. Um, and I, I really hope we get uh, Bailey and Billy Kay. That would yeah, make I, me very. Ba- Bailey's not doing much to be honest just now. After Bailey's well, making Bailey, the people look good. Bailey's been tweeting about how she wants a rematch with Ruby Riot and. How uh, she wants to wrestle live first as well, and there was a little Twitter spar between her and Kaylee Ray. Oh, I saw that. Kaylee Ray needs to fucking keep her eyes on the prize. She's got a handful of Mako Satamora, mate. Oh. That's true, but it's fine. Mako Satamora's taking that belt off Kaylee Ray. Better believe her. <laughs> she, she, she's a Ouija. She's had her heat kicked in plenty of times. Sorry, what? <laughs> Huh? She's a Ouija. A, a from glass Ouija. Right. <laughs> is she is she a real or a fake one, mate? She's a real one. She's a real one. Yeah. Just, just she might be a bit insecure about about it. That's all. Got to you know, got to cover all the bases. Don't want to upset yeah. anyone here, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, not at all. No, don't have to swallow your pride and apologise about it later. For um, sake, come on, move on. <laughs> Um, Ruby <laughs> Ruby hits the top rope arm drag uh, Bailey throws Ruby into the uh, like into the rope and she goes for that sliding powerbomb she did to eliminate Ruby um, oh, yeah it was Ruby wasn't it wasn't yeah. it um, yeah, Bailey it was, 
It was a rumble rehash. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. elimination. Bailey locks in as Zach Gibson's finisher, the Shankly Gates, on um, on Ruby, and Billy like co- tries to get involved. She like tries to push the rope to Ruby. Uh, Liv tells her off, and uh, Ruby rolls out and rolls up Babe, uh, Bailey as Liv's like telling ba- Billy off for getting involved. Bailey then hits the rose plant to win. Um, right, Liv, Liv has a go at Billy Kay for getting involved, blaming her. Right, but Ruby Riot got like. 10 seconds extra from Billy Kay. Ruby Wright got out the hole. Getting Billy involved. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then they they have uh, Billy at the end going up to Bailey and giving a resume before we could get any kind of reaction. They quickly cut to a very important shot of just Bianca Belair walking to the ring. Yeah. Which they could have, they could have you know, held on like 10 seconds before they told us that, which we knew was probably going to be happening anyway hmm. after the break. <laughs> um, <laughs> But yeah, it is what it is. Um, I'm intrigued to see where they go with this. Mm-hmm. I, I'm really, I really like this Billy Kay and Riot Squad storyline, and it was something that I wasn't really that invested oh, in at the start. Yeah. Um, after this, we see that Edge has arrived at the building. Um, he fist pump, fist pump says Sonia, who's wearing another top notch suit. Oh yeah. Um, and then Bianca comes to the ring. She's talking about um. She's an opponent, says the biggest choice of her career. Uh, she hypes up Asuka and Sasha, and then that Blair Reginald comes out. Um, no, it's and- she doesn't. Stop it. She doesn't mention the NXT title, though. I know. I noticed that. They've been there already, haven't they? They did it last year. I know, yeah. but if they're hyping NXT as the third brand. Yeah, then- but it's more than, well, we're going to get the NXT Men's Championship at Mania. So No, no. Well, we are, so no. deal with it. No, yeah. it's not a world that. title. Oh, <laughs> day. Day. the NXT title isn't a world title. Put them in the put them in the waiting room. The women, the women got away with it last year because women's titles are not world titles. Wow, wow, women's world title. Put them in the waiting room. Um, <laughs> fuck all the way off. Gotta get the fight through this thing with him. How with the, him what's, off that shit. What's, what's your name, Jerry Lawler? They're not. I'm sorry, but that's that's hey Aaron. That's really big of you. To say that. Wow. And it mate, come on, play the game. Um. <laughs> so anyway, Reginald comes out says Bianca can't beat Sasha or Carmella. Carmella then comes out says she could beat Bianca. Um. Sasha comes out and says she's focusing on the road ahead, not behind her. And Bianca has her attention. Um. Sasha then says that Bianca isn't the best until she beats her. Um, and then Bianca whips Reginald with a braid. Now, I thought that was funny. It sounded like it fucking hurt. Why doesn't she oh, use it anymore? Like... That was her whole thing in NXT, is that she would use it as a weapon. She didn't do it anymore. She did. She did. That was more of a heelish tactic, though, didn't she? Yeah. I'm not Whereas sure. Whereas she's like... I love Bianca Belair. I think she's fucking awesome. She's been positioned brilliantly. I think I still preferred her as a bit of a heel, though, mm. to be honest. See, out of this, I'd rather Sasha be the heel in that match. I'd in do. that match, yeah, but as a whole, I'd rather see Belair as the heel. I think her heel work in NXT was fucking awesome. Mm. Really but she's a she's a very good like babyface as well. True. Yeah, yeah. she's Once, very she's very good in that role. Yeah. Once Sasha came out, I just totally lost track because I was arguing with myself the whole time whether she was wearing a one piece or a two piece. 
It was a One Piece move. Was that the height of your internal? No, it's, uh, <laughs> it's good. It's good to see uh, what you're bringing to the table for this segment. <laughs> Thank you. There's your, there's your Mate, slamming just, women's belts, and then you I just gave you my controversial opinion about ten seconds ago. So, <laughs> is that not good enough for you? Well, <laughs> Jerry Lawler over there. Um, <laughs> Uh, we then get um, Heyman telling Roman that Edge is in the building and uh, Sammy then talking to Kayla and he says he's going to reclaim the IC title tonight. The way uh, the way Paul Heyman says it, though, he goes, it's confirmed, Edge is finally here and Reigns is acting shocked. Like, Do you know what's the show? He was on the screen. I mean, firstly, didn't they announce it before the show went live? Was it not on the... the- Twitter yeah, or... but it was it was that he didn't show up uh, when Reigns wanted them wanting to. Well, Reigns doesn't watch the show because he's too busy trying to uh, get Jey Uso to make people understand. <laughs> Main event, Jey Uso. Remember, don't you forget? Don't you forget? <laughs> was he in the main event this week? No. There we go then. Um, already <laughs> forgotten, mate. Already forgotten. Um, speaking of things I wish I could forget, forget about, not for the reason Aaron's about to think. Yeah. Um, we next we next got the Alpha the Alpha Academy versus the Blurty Dogs. Couple um, of things before we start, and Aaron might pick up on this. Gable and Otis, new ring gear, matching ring gear. Yeah, he's a singlet again. Gable's got oh, the, Gable. The, Gable's singlet was giving me 2000 Kurt Angle vibes. Nice, wasn't it? He's got the Olympic rings on there as well. Yeah. Superb. What does this singlet just look like? He, he like consumed the world's greatest tag team in one sitting. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Ziggler and Dolph get new music. New music. It's now, It's a great Now, I hate the, the intro. I, I, it did not inform me. The intro was very, very good. I absolutely loved it. The like whole the piano See, I, and then I hated the whole thing. It just as, didn't do anything for me. As really? soon as that music started playing, it was a bit. Oh, I thought it was all right. <laughs> it was all right. It was a bit generic, though. To be fair, that's that's where this match peaked because I found this unwatchable, and I'm sure you're going to get I, into it. And well, Otis, well, Otis you should also, say that um, because I've put Dirty Dogs' new music, shite, in my opinion. Obviously, you like Detroit, Aaron, like bits of it. Um, and Street Profit on Profits on Commentary, worse. Um, um, Otis says a line before the match when they do that backstage interview thing, the quick cut to them from earlier on, where he goes, You're going to get these hips. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, basically, I've got on this match Profits on Commentary from backstage and they just sort of there was there was more focus it. on them than yeah. there was the match itself. There's, Even there's, to the point where they had them in picture and picture in the bottom corner, and they kept cutting to them as full screen. It's like, well, if they're telling me what's going on, why can't I just fucking see what's going on? Yeah, yeah. yeah um, Corey Graves says these two are trying to steal my job. I don't know how I feel about it. Actually, I do know. I don't like it. To the about I, the prophets. It's <laughs> not off. It's not often I, I agree with Cody Graves, but yeah. Yeah. This, this for me, absolutely ruined the match. I, what, I, I couldn't concentrate. One mm. thing I will say, though, on the finish, Bobby Roode got the pin. He did? Yeah. It's not often he does. I'm, I, it's usually really, Ziggler that gets it. 
I, I really like the finish this match. I really, I, I like the chemistry they had. So like the bits I could pick up on where I wasn't getting distracted or getting shown the street profits just arsing around um, was that Dolph obviously being an amateur wrestler and Gable being an amateur wrestler, they both just went at that for like a couple, like the first like minute or two. And Dolph did a bit of back and forth with Otis as well. Um, Ziggler's Sally, the fucking, I can't remember what it is, the uh, Tiger Roll German or whatever it is he calls it. Well, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. A um, little bit more before that. Um, Otis uh, was throwing them around, like throwing the dirty dogs around like uh, like no one's business. Like uh, he did he did a couple of like really nice suplexes on both men when he hot tagged. Uh, hits the caterpillar on Rude. Tags out. Dolph throws Otis into the post. Gable doesn't realise. He hits um, that German. Uh, it's the Chaos Theory, the Williams' finisher. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, which I love. I love yeah. that move. Um, and Gable does it very nice. Dolph sold that really well. Um, Dolph sells everything well, do not they? Yeah. And then um, Gable didn't realise that Dolph wasn't a legal man, so he hits that, and then he gets up, walks into a glorious DDT. Uh, you, usually... Uh, it's usually either Ziggler gets to win or when you lose, it's always Rude that takes the pin. Mm. So it's just quite shocking and uplifting to see Rude be the positive yeah, which one. which I, I don't think, right? Because, <laughs> yeah. like, Rude's, Rude's the guy they need to kind of elevate in that team. Yeah, yeah. Dolph doesn't need... I mean, obviously, we joke about Dolph, like, losing a lot of credibility with the way he's been presented, but he doesn't need that as much as uh, Rude does. Other gripe I had because the Street Profits were chatting that much shit. They didn't mention the fact that Rude and uh, Gable are former tag champs. Oh, so they are. Raw tag champs. Yeah. Which, like, that, that's a little story within that match in itself, and yeah. it's something that would make the match feel a bit more important. Mm-hmm. I totally didn't mention that. that. Didn't mention the Otis Dolph stuff from Mania last year. It's like you've literally yeah. got. I asked, that, I, asked these that, guys. Yeah. I asked that question to the missus. Is Otis still pumping Mandy Rose? Pumping, <laughs> still taking her to fucking. Oh no, that's that's. And they don't really mention it, really. No, what's that restaurant in Scotland you keep mentioning? Tony Macaroni. Tony Macaroni. Stem <laughs> <laughs> <Lundstein> sponsor. <laughs> but yeah, I, I I I was really disappointed, but especially because it felt like this was a good match. Yeah, but there was that much other shit. Yeah, it's it's something that we like we've criticized NXT UK for it. Like it's one of the only criticism we have. Yeah. Where they sometimes focus too much about what's going on outside the ring and not what's mm. going on in it. Well they had it this and week it was the Dragon Off. Gradwell Ilya. You had Sam Gradwell on the outside just chatting shit for the whole thing. Just shouting at Ilya. Yeah. And that that's that's literally the first thing that comes to my head with this and I was like, yeah. Well I hope this isn't a new thing they're gonna try and do. Mm. Yeah. Cause it ain't it ain't for me. Um, they did the same in the the tag team eliminator as well on NXT UK, and they had Gallus sat in that booth, and they just kept cutting oh, to them, didn't they? Joe Coffey chatting shit, going, "Oh, tag team wrestling, that's what this is all about." As they've just cut to Gallus for the eighth time. Um, <laughs> you neep, fucking idiots. <laughs> um. Anyway, then we got um. I thought that, like. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Twitter, <laughs> Twitter, Twitter, all, Twitter, all this Twitter, hate um, has been 
a fucking... Aye, all this hype, by the way, on this this week of SmackDown, the actual show of SmackDown, like, in between, I think, every single segment, there's a hype for Hogan being here to fucking talk about the match that 33 million people watched. And then it lasts, like, five minutes at most, the whole segment. They released the full... It was cut short. There's a full version of it, which is much longer. So... Hogan's been slaughtered on Twitter, rightfully slow. So as of WWE, because first off, they shown the Black History Month thing, which is a really cool, um, really cool video package for anyone who hasn't seen it. Yeah. It's been on every everything uh, this week. Uh, it really kind of like showcases uh, like Biggie, uh, Titus, and Montez Ford's kind of passion for this. Uh, Biggie's actually, I believe, got a degree in it. Really, um, I'm sure he said something about that on Air Ready's. Thing. he's got a degree in black history that's why he's got like all the influential um people oh, awesome. from like or people who've been influential oh, in black history attire. on his gear so yeah. people will go and actively search about that and research yeah, yeah. it um nice. so they show that and then straight after they've got a fucking hogan promo come on jesus christ come how short sighted that vince come on mate <laughs> christ alive and then straight after this they're talking about the fucking Andre Hogan matching Hogan's in full 80s Hogan mode. Yeah. Calling Andre the Giant a scumbag. Yeah. No, no good. Where? A no good, stinky, war infested giant. That's was the yeah. phrase How? that he used. <laughs> Unreal. Unreal. Oh, J- Jimmy Hart looking like he's been varnished again. Uh, <laughs> Hogan looking like he's been Hogan. fucking. Hogan with his fake Blown hair. up with a bike pump. His fake hair under his <laughs> bandana as well. With a uh, bike pump. He looked, he looked bloated. He looked horrible. Just, it's bad enough. We've got to get it. They roll him out every now and again. Like, fuck all's happening. But Christ alive. Don't fucking... Don't have him that close to the camera. And don't have him fucking... Chat that much shit. And definitely don't have him after, like, his history of what he's done. Yeah. Fucking Black History Month thing, Jesus Christ! Hogan, Hogan wears pure white sideburns, but he's still got blonde back hair. How does that work? The, the best part, and it's like cut straight to fuck. Why? Why? why with a rule, I'm gonna, why are we well, still on Hogan? I've not, I've not even got onto like the only fucking thing which he needed to actually say in the promo. That's the sad part about it. I'm too busy taking the piss out of that piece of shit. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I I like the fact that Hogan's bandana is now how like is attached to um, <laughs> that makes me laugh. Yeah. Anyway, uh, he basically says that Edge is going to win at Mania for all the legends, all that bollocks. Um, and then we see another another thing which I've been really a fan of because it's it's just dangling the carrot, which is Edge and Nakamura have not chat and shaking hands backstage. Oh. I love that they've done this. It, because here's, the thing is, it's it's only a passing thing, but obviously we know Edge has got a limited number of matches left. Yeah. Um, Every time he shares the screen with somebody that we've not seen him wrestle before. The cogs start going. <laughs> yeah. Well, he, done it, he done it with Priest on Raw. Did he do it on NXT with anyone? He did it on NXT with uh, Finn Balor, Pete Dunne and Karrion Cross. And he was right. backstage with Bronson Reed. He shook hands with him as he came, as he left the building. Oh fuck, he did just, as well. Just before we spoke to Karrion Cross outside, he was talking to Ooh. Bronson Reed. 
Bronson Reed there, said just a bit a little, little match I'd like to see there. But that's the thing. He's he's all he's doing is literally saying, I really respect what you did in the rumble. Yeah. To most of them. Or I really respect how good you are. Yeah. Um obviously the stuff he said about um Balor and uh Pete Dunn in themselves are like that was like that felt like it elevated both those guys. Um yeah. but yeah, it, I like I like what I'm seeing with that because it's all all it takes is that and then it's like it gets people excited about that, mm-hmm. gets people asking what if. Yeah. And it, it makes you think, fuck, like, how would they get there? And it, it does a it does a lot for like making people want to see more of other people. Yeah, yeah. That they might not have wanted to see that much of, if that makes sense. Yeah, um, I get you. Or might not not might not have wanted to see that much of, but just might not have known they want how much they wanted to see that person. That's it. Yeah. Um after this we get Big E versus Apollo versus Sammy in a triple threat intercontinental match and whew, this, was a, this. this was a bomb burner. This I love yeah. I love this. Um you alright Aaron? Yeah. Just, oh, just uh, looked really uh, upset when I said that. It was all right. <laughs> better, it was better than the Blairty Dogs, wasn't it, mate? Uh, <laughs> didn't have that the, match was decent. Didn't have the street, street profits yelling over it. That, that's true. Yeah. That is true. Um, no, I just thought I just enjoyed that. I thought it was it was a good little self-contained story within itself. Uh, did what I needed to do. Um, so the the match starts with Sammy rolling off the ring and just basically keeps distracting Biggie as Apollo hits stuff on Biggie. Um, Apollo hits a, uh, takes a two on the outside, hits a dive, and gets on the apron, hits a moonsault, and Sammy takes him out. Um, back from the break, Sammy uh, is in control, but Big E blocks a blue thunder bomb using pure brute strength. Yeah. Um, Let's be honest, Apollo, Sammy was never getting him up for that. Behave yourself. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Apollo hits a, a missile drop kick and E belly to bellies Apollo. Um, does a splash on both men, uh, tosses Apollo at the ring, reverses the Haluva kick into Yorinagi. Um I thought at that he, point, Sammy might win it then. See, I, I thought for most of the match that Apollo was going to win it. Really? Oh, I, okay. I got the got the impression Apollo was going to walk out champion. Yeah. Uh, but I think he he's definitely getting built up to take the belt off Big E. Feels like that, yeah. And probably end up in that uh, faction Roman as well because of like the little foreshadowing bits they've done with Heyman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he hits an apron splash on Sammy. Cruz shotgun drop kicks E and um, frog splashes Sammy for a two. Apollo goes. Th- this was a really cool spot. I love this. Apollo goes for an exploder on Sammy. Biggie comes up behind him and Germans him, and then Apollo in turn explodes Sammy. Yeah. Um, just sort of not seen before. Yeah, really, really cool. clever. Yeah. Sammy blocks uh, the apron spear and a halluva kicks Big E. Apollo pulls Sammy out the ring and press slams Sammy into the timekeeper's area. Um, as he's getting back in the ring, Big E hits the big ending to win. Um, Gosh. And then after the match, just to add like a little bit of storytelling more to it, um, he's celebrating on the top rope and Apollo's glaring a hole through mm, him. I thought he was going to come at me. I thought he was going to get him. Yeah. Um, but the, the, I like that the kind of slow burn in this, like, we know Apollo's going to turn on Big E. Well, I say turn on Big E. He's not really... He's not not turned on Big E already, but he, we know he's going to basically sell his soul to the devil and join Roman. We just don't yeah. know when. Yeah. Um, 
it's going to happen. But it's good. It's yeah. good, like I feel like Apollo's feeling a bit more relevant now because for a, the longest first time since he was in NXT, I've give a shit about him. I'll be honest. Yeah. Like even when he had the United States Championship, I'd... it was against Lashley about three times in a month. Yeah, and exactly. that's yeah, that's that's coming from someone who like really likes Apollo. I think he's an awesome wrestler, but yeah. they've just not really given us any reason to care about him. Exactly. Yeah. And now, now they're giving us a reason. Um. Then we get to the final segment of the night where Edge comes to the ring. Uh, he talks about uh, dreaming about coming back to wrestling and reclaiming the title he never lost. Um. Which cha- he's a- just he goes, which champion to choose? Drew, Roman, or Balor? Balor's no world champion, so it shouldn't be included. Oh, Balor is a world champion. He's an NXT cut, champion. You cut me off for that shit. I cut, cut you off for that shit. Day. Cut you off for that literally- shit. Say, <laughs> <laughs> Aaron. Um, <laughs> You're gonna be fucking apologising to me later over Discord, aren't you, Blitz? Um, go on, go on, mate, go on. Get no, out of carry, carry on, no, no, carry no, no. on, carry when on. When he's blue shells you for the fucking tenth time on Mario Kart. <laughs> yeah. Um, Edge asks why Roman brought. Uh, oh, sorry, Roman comes out. He made me fucking miss me song. Come on, mate. Come on. You're better than this. Um, <laughs> How is it? Yes. Yeah, because you kept cutting me off, so I lost me fucking place in my notes. Um, so feeling sorry so, for yourself. Crack on. <laughs> fucking hell, mate. Runs so much smoothly when you're not shitting out your ass. Um, so anyway, Edge says he's unsure who's, who he's going to pick. Out comes Roman. Uh, he asks why Roman brought back up because he's alone. Um, Roman says without his blessing, Paul won't make a move on him. Uh, Ed, Ed says he's renting space in Roman's head. Roman Edge dismisses Gusto. <laughs> he is, though, isn't he? Yeah. Um, and Roman demands that Edge acknowledges him as the main event of WrestleMania and the only champion worth challenging. Uh, before Edge can say anything, KO comes out and stuns Roman. <laughs> and Edge kind of like looks at KO, grins, and then looks at Roman and grins and walks off. <laughs> um, I like that they're taking the time with both people announcing. Like, mm. After doing sometimes, sometimes I feel like they announce the person who's going to challenge pretty much. Either, well, a couple of years ago, they did it at the Rumble itself, didn't they? Yeah. And then they're left with like two months where they're trying to just not have anything really happen with them people, but then they need those people to still be in a feud. It was weird. So I like that. This is good. Hold it off for a bit. The, the I mean, they're clearly planting the seeds that it's going to be Roman and Edge, I think. It should be Edge and Drew because that's the actual, that's technically the belt that Edge never lost because yeah. it absorbed the big gold belt. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I feel like, because I mean, I think Edge is going to probably win the belt at Mania. I do. Give us the feel good moment at Mania and then they can. Give us the horrible shit with whatever happens afterwards. Yeah. I don't. I don't think it bust him in I half. I don't want him to face Reigns though, because I think that's a bit. Oh, Reigns could I, just not let him win the title because it's Reigns. Well, the thing, the thing is, I feel like with Roman, it tells a more compelling story if Edge beats him 
because Edge will beat Edge could beat him by like literally like like the rumble where he kind of did it just by sheer resilience and blind luck. Yeah, yeah. Um, he could beat Roman that way, and then have Roman like absolutely snap and just beat Edge to something where it's <laughs> uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that that would be more compelling, I think, than Edge beating Drew and then just dropping the belt back to Drew, which is probably what would happen if he did beat Drew. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, interested. Anyway, before we wrap this up, let's do some highs and lows, fellas. Um, Aaron, do you want to go first, mate? Yeah, my low will be Hulk Hogan because Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Uh, my high... See, it's, I think it's going to have to be Brian and Cesaro, to be honest. Yeah, really good yeah. match. Like, even though it only lasted like five, ten minutes, but it's the best thing on the card. So, yeah. I, I feel uh, like the thing, the thing just sorry to cut you off, Drew, just before we again, we do say that, uh, was with you saying about the length of the match. The good thing with this was because sometimes with a short match, you can be left feeling that it lacked something, but this yeah. it felt like. It, it was hard hitting, more. and it was a shocker as well. Got like. everything yeah. in that short space. All, all the all the matches though were short, but it left me wanting more, as opposed yeah. to thinking that was a bit shit because it was short. Yeah, which is a very difficult thing to do, but they managed to pull it off on pretty much all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, what were your highs and lows? Um, my low was um, Otis and Gable against Rude and Ziggler. Um, yeah, Rude and Ziggler. Um, not because of the match, but just the Street Profits fucking ruining it. Because the match itself yeah. was decent, but that just tarnished it for me. Um, my highlight, uh, Bailey versus Ruby Riot. I love that Ruby Riot's getting a little bit more screen time. Um, she's mm. fucking awesome. I keep saying it every time she comes up. Um, it's disappointing that they don't do more with her, given her kind of look and how different she is to everyone. and. She's great in the ring. Um, so, yeah, I enjoyed seeing that. That was, like you say, a short match, but there were some still really decent spots in it. And obviously, Billy Kay on commentary, hilarious as always. Yeah. It was another thing that left you want more as well. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, definitely want to see more Bailey and the Riot Squad stuff. Uh, for me, I'm kind of in agreement with both here on the low. Uh, I didn't like the Street Profit stuff. I didn't like Hogan pair of them can just fuck off as far as that's can as far as this week's smackdown's concerned um my high it's really hard because i loved brian cesaro i love the intercontinental title match but i'm gonna say um just all of as always all of roman it was <laughs> every everything he did like from the promo at the start to the stuff with edge at the end was yeah. brilliant his own um, promo is fucking awesome i love that yeah, and him, lo- him kind of like letting the mask slip and losing his cool as well. Yeah, yeah it was cool. And like Heyman panicking and Jay going, oh shit. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It really like added to that. And I just, I just really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, but I thought it was a really good episode of SmackDown. So we returned to form after last week's shit show. That's <laughs> a damn show. Um, but yeah, that's been Smack Diddly Down, lads. Um, before we go, where can people find us on social media, please, Aaron? You go to Facebook and YouTube at Untitled Wrestling Podcast. You can watch all our past fucking live streams and all that shenanigans. Uh, if you go to Twitter and Twitch, 
you could do the same or watch our social media banner on Twitter at Untitled Dress Pod. <laughs> and um, if I want some beard products and beer, Troy, where can we get them? Uh, if you want something to groom your facial fuzz with, get over to thatchface.com. Use the discount code TROYXL85 to get 20% off your purchase of brushes, combs, balms, oils, and gift sets. And if you want some tasty, tasty wrestling-themed beer, then get yourself over to Top Rope Brewing. They do lots of beers. Uh, they do some shirts. They do some beanies. They do face masks and all the good stuff. So treat yourself. Get over there and have a look. Awesome. Well, that's another one in the bag, guys. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. If anyone wants to see this as watching, type in Hungry Hungry Ryback fan sign. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> like, what? <laughs> it, it, oh it's, there's a little bit of glare on it. Uh, it's a... The glare makes it better. Just put it in the group <laughs> chat, mate. Big Tate still want to see that. <laughs> must love this podcast house in the Untitled Wrestling Podcast House.